Listeners, we've got a brand new book for you, Finding His Unicorn by Alexa Riley, the one and only. Rosabelle is trying her best to stay positive in a pretty negative situation. Her coworkers suck, her life is lonely, and all she wants to do is be happy and have fun. Who knew wearing a unicorn costume to the company picnic would end in disaster with a hot fireman saving the day? Blaze loves working for the fire department and devotes all his free time to the guys there. He doesn't have much else, and he knows something is missing. When he ends up rescuing a hot unicorn, his boring world is suddenly turned upside down. Warning. Turns out smoking hot unicorn tails brings firemen to the yard. Get this dirty book with a little slice of alpha hot revenge. That's right. Go grab Finding His Unicorn at alexarally.com, and we'll see you in just a second. Oi, lady listeners. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going to say ahoy, and then I realized, oh, she went for oi. Like, she went for oi. Oi. Stupid. Uh, Welcome to Read Me Romance. Uh, Lady listeners, it's uh, Tessa Bailey week. We're just going to fuck off right now because it's Tessa's week. So we don't give a shit. I didn't even write anything. Let's tell you about the author. She is a cunt. Last week, we, we recorded for Aletha Ramig, yeah. and I was talking about how she, like, just goes straight to the point in her emails and doesn't really open with a hello or anything. So she, yeah, yeah. she emailed me, and she's like, hi! <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Sada. I like that. I was like, uh, I get it. <laughs> no, she was she was laughing about it. She wasn't. Really no, that's really it. funny. I like that. So she listened. Oh shit! Yeah, she listened to the <laughs> yeah. whole thing. She like she loved it. Oh, that's great! Yay! Yeah, it makes me think that she worked in the business world. Yeah, I share her emails are like that. I know because I emailed when I worked in the business world. I like got a hundred emails in a day, so they weren't all hi bye. It was like yes, no, got it on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's no greeting. It's just like do this, do this. I'll do this. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I don't know. We should ask her what she did. Okay, so I want to come in here with something that I have really enjoyed way too much this week. To start off with, my daughter broke her arm. Broke so, her arm? Yeah. So, well, I say broke, but she she cracked it. So, I'm. it's like at the upper like bicep, like near the shoulder. So, we have a swing we put out back. It's been great. <laughs> Whatever. My husband was pushing her on it and... The, her story changed several times, but his stayed the same. So I think his is probably more accurate. But he was pushing her, and she wanted to get off. So she just, like, scooted her butt out, and she fell. And she only fell, like, a few feet. Her story is he pushed her. So, like, she told everybody, the doctors, the nurses, my daddy pushed me. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, great, I'm going to go to jail. But, um, so anyway, so she only fell like a couple of feet, but the way she fell just yeah. landed on her shoulder or whatever, it was like just right. So she goes to the orthopedist and they won't give her a cast because of where it is. It's like on her, like I said, it's close to the shoulder, like on her bicep, it's two little cracks. And they said that, um, the weight of the cast would pull on the bone and it would put, like separate further. So they were afraid that, to put a cast on. So they just put her in like an arm sling and they'll, she'll be fine. 
like totally just casual about it like no big deal and i was like okay so my husband actually took her like to the orthopedist for her first appointment and he came back and he told me he was like she really liked her doctor and i was like what and he was like oh yeah like really really liked him and i was like okay wait so this is older this is this is your older daughter. No, this is my this is my five year old. She was six in July. Okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He was like, oh no no, she was chatty, like had a good talk with him, and I was like, all right, you know. He just kind of like poked a little bit, but that was it. So I took her to her appointment on Monday, and I walk in, ladies. <laughs> let me tell you, Shut up. my girl has an oh, she got an eye. She knew what was coming. She was sitting there in her chair. She got all cozy in her dress. She brought a book. She brought a book from home to talk to him about. This bitch is my fucking child, okay? She brought a book in here to sit on the table, got cozy, ready to talk to him. He walks in. This motherfucker's 6'5", built like a brick shit house, like scruffy beard, like just so sweet walked in and he was like Hallie how's my girl and I was like uh, I'm right here <laughs> like I'm sorry excuse me like I could and she just she just beamed at him like bright eyes rosy cheeks and she was like hi I wanted to show you my book and blah 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 and they start talking he's like tell me about your book who's in it what's the character like tell me all about it are they friends what did they do what was their adventure he's just engaging her and she's just preening for him you, like, were you just like get me pregnant? <laughs> I know, and I was like, so he's an orthopedic doctor, and it's like he just looks like he played football in college uh, or something, like just a big corn-fed country boy. Like I, I was, I was just sitting there, like she's got good taste. I mean, <laughs> you know, like I, I do not falter for this, you know. She's gonna break her so other arm on purpose. <laughs> I know. And so she was so, like, they talked about their shoes and they talked about, like, what they were going to do this weekend. And I mean, just nonsense. He was in there for probably 30 minutes, which for a quick, like, check, you know? And he was like, she's doing great. He was like, we're going to see her back in two weeks. And he, she was like, great. I can't wait. Like, just, I mean, so flirty. It was the cutest thing. And the way he just responded to her, like, he could tell, like, she was really happy. And, you know, I was telling my husband about it, who was just like, well, you know, she hasn't been around a lot of people in a few weeks. She's probably just happy to talk to anybody. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I saw this doctor. Yeah. Fuck off. I saw him too, okay? <laughs> my god but let me tell you like that it made my whole week it did just seeing him and her together and the way she responded to oh my god it was the cutest thing and so i asked her about it when we got home later it was like the next day or something i was like i was like your doctor's kind of cute huh and she was like yeah he is (laughs) you know she's so she's mouthy anyway so she would just like totally own up to it and she was like yeah he's really cute it's so funny (laughs) how some kids are like able to talk about just like their appreciation of the opposite sex and Mm. some kids like my daughter won't even she won't comment on if someone's good looking she doesn't want to talk about anything romantic like that's how Lydia is maybe it's like that age that nine-year-old age or something like she's always been like that yeah maybe so I'm Lydia's never been that way either so maybe you're right maybe it's just that that's how they are like there's like I think I told you guys a few months ago back when Back when everything was normal, like, there was a boy in her, her class that, like, yeah, had a crush yeah, on yeah. her. And uh-huh. she would not 
talk about it. N- nothing. You know, she's yeah. like, nobody likes anybody. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's has a crush on anybody. None of my That's friends like boys. Nobody's boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Like, yeah. How about your kids, Mel? Can you, I mean, were neither of yours were just interested at all? I knew, Peyton and I haven't got anything. Like, I try to figure out if he likes boys, if he likes girls. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's just um, a, he's just a vault. Well, I've, I've gotten one comment once. I once asked him why he always plays he, uh, Princess Peach, and he said because she's pretty to look at. Oh, that's cute. That's sweet. He's so sweet. <laughs> he's the sweetest little boy. Yes, he's going to get his heart broken. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, and then he's, he'll be yeah. a right asshole. <laughs> <laughs> prime prime hero material. I've gotten Isabel. I knew from my, or I thought I knew what her type would be, or I kind of do. She's always leaned, even when she was younger, like five and six, if somebody is really fit. Oh, yeah. And has muscles, she would like lean on them. Like my uh, husband's brother used to be a fighter and is like a physical mm-hmm. trainer. She'd like reach over and touch his arm <laughs> and just like lean on him. <laughs> That's so she would, like pet him. Like he was a dog when, when she was like five or six. Oh, my God. I I'm love like, oh, that. God. I'm like, she's going to be into assholes. <laughs> she's she's kind of like the romance cover models. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, not that yeah. they're all assholes. I'm just saying, but like, what, the, what they look she's like. She's like the beefy guys. Yeah. yeah. She wants washboard ads. Meanwhile, oh, my little Hallie, man, she knows what's up. She's like, I like them thick. <laughs> <laughs> and well-educated, and, yeah, and apparently. Rich. Like yes, girl, go for that orthopedic doctor. You got it. You know what's up, Mel. You haven't, <laughs> Mel. You haven't been here in two weeks. What have you been doing? Yeah. Like, what's been consuming your well, time? Do anything. I got nothing. Yeah, but you don't. Your kids are not there. So have you just been walking around buck naked and like playing like naked twister with your husband? What have you been doing? No, I got one kid okay. back. She came back yesterday. Did your mom turn him back? Which in? actually, so at first I was mad. I was like damn it I had no kids I was like living up and then she's like here and I'm like so what are you doing what'd you do every day that's all you did how's it going on what's this I'm like god I think I miss people he's got millions of questions all of a sudden he wants to be chatty (laughs) no I was chatty I was like oh oh it was you asking the questions did he run did you run him off yet He's probably like, God, leave me alone. No, I was Isabel. Isabel. Oh, oh, I thought you said Peyton did. I'm sorry. No. No, actually, I was laughing to somebody because Peyton will come over here like once every two days. I go over there for And, but he texts me like a boyfriend who doesn't care about me. (laughs) What? Yeah, so I'll text him and I'll be like, miss you. And then like two hours later, he responds, um, he'll say, same. like a boyfriend who doesn't give a shit wow the three little dots appear on the screen and then they go away (laughs) (laughs) I I was like I was like I want to see you more and he's like you can FaceTime me anytime wow wow maybe he's not going to get his heart broken Mel (laughs) no I just think he doesn't have text etiquette or something so what happened when Isabel came back was she just like now is she bored yet (laughs) how long has she been in I had I told her not to go to yeah. once. She went to go stay with her mom, my sister. I raised my niece mm-hmm. from like three. But she went up north to the country. My sister has a few kids up there. I told her, we are a very quiet house. Yeah. 
everybody is very independent. They move in their own space. I was like, you're going to go insane. Yeah. And she didn't believe me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, go up there with all those people. We'll see how that goes Yeah, for yeah, you. we'll see how long you last. Man, that worked. Good job, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how was your guys' Mother's Day? When was Mother's Day? What did I do? Shit. Wow, so like memorable. That was a year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My husband took the kids on a hike. That was that was really nice. He took them out for a few hours, so I got to stay home alone because that's all I wanted. So I stayed home alone and I played video games and I listened to a dirty audio book. <laughs> <laughs> you've been reading the you uh, you've been reading the Game Maker series by the by yeah Tessa yeah we're Cole. gonna get to that that's on my list. I mean let's get this Mother's Day shit out of the way. No, Go ahead, Tessa. It was just gonna any other fucking day. <laughs> oh, you didn't even get one day, did you? So my flowers came yesterday on Thursday. <laughs> Oh, wow. Shit. Uh, so, I don't know. It was, everything's just the same way they always are. But I, I wasn't know. expecting anything. It's just kind of an off year, you know? I know. My birthday's coming up, too. And I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But let's talk about something that I do want to discuss, which is Cresley Cole that nobody told me about. And I'm going to start off the top right now. Me and Eagle have read those together. What? Me and Eagle have yeah. read those books yeah. together years okay. ago. Okay, fuck you, too. Fuck you too, okay? Fuck Tessa. Fuck I've Mel, talked about fuck her Eagle, fuck every on this No, no, yes, this I is have. Kerrigan Byrne shit. I'm gonna, I'm coming in hot on this. This is Kerrigan Byrne all over again. You bitches talked about Kerrigan Byrne so fucking casually when you're like, oh, what's that book with the yellow cover, Mel? Remember the one we liked? And you're like, oh, the Highway Man. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll read it. And it changed my life. No, listen, no, I, I said it was the hottest series I've ever read. I said no. it a couple of times. Yes, no, I did. I don't, where was I? I wasn't here that no, day. No, no. That's all I know. Listen to me, Leah, because you are the kind of person that goes, yeah, 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 but they they don't have the same kind of taste level as I exactly. do. And then you ignore it. Exactly. Yeah, so that's yes. what happened. You yes. were like, yeah, but I'm, it's not going to be the hottest series I ever read because I yes. have better taste. That's exactly right, okay. but you're still wrong. <laughs> Wait, I have the pettiest thing to do right now, and oh, please especially do today, I feel great about please it. Please do it. Give it to me. I just wanted to let you know that I have a signed copy of The Professional right here. Oh, look at that. It's so pretty. Fuck off. It's so pretty. I just wanted to show you. I thought you'd be precious. That's great. That's really great. <laughs> you can go to hell and Mel can go to hell. Both of you. I swear, listen, the fact that, okay, I will say one of the posts on that, I made a post in headquarters about reading it, and one of the people said on there, like, uh, Leah, I read this book a month ago because Tessa talked about it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, don't come Redemption. at me with facts. <laughs> I was like, don't come at me with facts. I don't care. I'm not here to defend Tessa's actions. All right, look, whatever, <laughs> like, however you got here, I'm just glad you're here, and okay. I have to tell you, that you aren't even on your favorite book yet. I'm gar- I guarantee it. I- Everybody told me the second one would be my favorite. No, I think and it's the first be the one third. is still the first one is still the, my favorite. I I just started the third. I I read like the opening paragraph last night at two a.m. The third is my favorite, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go do a reread of all of them this week because oh I I read them as they were coming out. So yeah, I it's probably I don't remember time. everything about I remember like the a first lot about book them, was but. well the first I'd have to go back and scan it's been so long the, I just remember knowing I liked all of them. the I look the publication on it is 2014 but that's I don't even think that's they were I think they were out before that because the someone said she bundled she added she bundled them up and added to it and made it a full length novel because it's 400 something pages 
So, but that came, that was published in 2014. So it was more likely before that. They've all been, I don't remember them not being full length novels. Yeah. I don't know. I, ever. Maybe she, maybe she, when she did it as a serial, it wasn't, because so, somebody said that you were right, Tessa, that it was published as a, like a, like a serial or something. Like the first one yeah, was, the first book was, I think might've been done in part. I didn't read them until they were, I didn't read them until they they were pulled, full length because oh, they, were okay, full, okay. they were fully fleshed out stories. But I think some. And you know what? The more that's jumbling in my head, that might actually be another book. My favorite, and actually, but my favorite book from Cressley Cole is Lothair. Um, yeah. it's a vampire who falls, who's in love with which, what? I think, which one is that? It's, is that the ghost? No. So it's, it's the kind of, my it's favorite. kind of the Immortals okay. After Dark series, but Lothair is like this, uh, vampire character who's like evil. Like everybody hates his guts, but he gets a book and his mate is human. And oh my God, she's like a down home country girl. Like she's got like a Southern accent. She's real sweet, dairy, like, a, and, and like she hates his guts and he hates her because he doesn't think that's his mate. He thinks it's somebody else, but his body won't like let him leave her, you know? And oh my God. And he's so mean to her. And then it, like for a while, but although he's obviously infatuated with her, oh my God, then when he I finds that. that it's actually his mate, she's already like, I'm on art. She's like, I'm out. She sends him. This is my favorite thing that's ever happened in a book. He tries to, he, he sends her, he cuts his heart out and he sends it to her in a box. And she sends back her middle finger in a box. <laughs> what? what? It was the greatest moment in romance history. I swear to God. I laughed. Wow. I put the book down and I laughed. And I, Mackenzie was just born when that book came out. And I mm-hmm. remember I was breastfeeding her while reading it. Mm-hmm. And it was just oh like, God, oh, it was one of the greatest moments of I've ever read in a book. So you guys have I to read will- it. So listen, so I do I do want to go back to how, how you guys didn't sell this enough, okay? Because the, the fact that there were people that commented on this thread that were like, I've never heard of this. I'm like, me fucking either. You can do that with anybody. You can do that with anybody. There's 900, there's 9,800 people in that group. Like, they're going to miss Tessa. a couple of conversations. Shut up. <laughs> I, now, I just want to reiterate for the people listening don't sleep on Cressley Cole. I did for like 10 years, apparently. <laughs> I did. And it was a mistake. Yeah. But it was the fact that I was talking to Eagle the other day. And I was like, what do you read? I'm not in love with, you know, my book right now. I keep picking it up and putting it down. And she was like, I'm just rereading an old Cressley Cole. And I was like, you know, I don't think I ever read her. And she was like, like record stop. She was like, wait, what? She's, she's a mad genius. <laughs> so yeah. She was, like, she was like, oh, God. Cressley Cole oh God. has a, like a, a Highlander series. An, a historical Highlander series that will yeah. it's it's like it's gonna be Kerrigan burn for you. Listen, she it's told me. So Eagle good. told me she was like, just remember this time right now before you knew who uh-huh. she was. <laughs> she was like, because you're gonna read everything she's ever written, and she was like, and when it's over, you will have nothing. She was like, so you need to slow down and you need to read books in between these series. And I was like, okay, go back to when Eagle first started reading her. I was like, do you think you could have slowed down? And she's like, no. But she's like, I'm trying to tell you, brace yourself, because this crash is going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Because she said, she was like, you'll look for people that write like her. You'll look for books that are like hers. And she was like, and you will not find it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I think know you have like good 30, 35 books, though. I mean, like, she's, yeah. read, she's got a whole, like, incredible paranormal series. And she's got a YA series now uh, mm-hmm. that's really, really good. And like yeah. I said, she's got the historical trilogy. 
Yeah. I mean, she's got so much like that. And yeah. they're full length. They're like, they will take you a while. Oh, God. Yeah. God, this, the freaking Highlanders just came back to me. I've been sitting here trying to remember them and it came back fast. Yeah. And it finally yes. hit me. I like scroll. I was like, oh my God, there's one that I'm just thinking of that I'm like, oh, I might be Which that one? one? It's the one where like in the very first uh, pair or chapter, they have sex. Mm-hmm. And then she's out and he's trying to get her to be yeah. with him. And he's like a dick. And then he's got a grovel, man. It's like a whole fourth of a book. He's got she, a grovel. This is all I want in life. I want a dedicated hero. And I want a heroine with a backbone who also has vulnerabilities. Yes. And I I want a grovel. And I want epic love. I want yearning. I just want all of it. Like, And I can't. And she puts it in every single book. And yeah. you know, like the, the scene in the second book of the game makers that you just finished? Yeah. When he finds yeah. out that she cleans houses. I'm sorry, but I <gasps> oh almost God. died. Like I was like yeah. that moment for him. Not there's, mm-hmm. I mean, there is a lot of pride in that. Yeah. Yeah. But when he finds out that this girl that he completely had a different image of. Yeah. Is like, he had he pegged finds her totally and he's like, wrong. You look different. And She's like, yeah, I'm cleaning a house. Yeah. He was like, you clean this house? Why? I just and then, he, and then he takes the envelope of money from her. He like yanks it off the table and he was like, he counts it. He's like, this is all she paid you for this? <gasps> for cleaning this huge house? And then he's like, he sees her like close the door and set the alarm. He's like, you had to go to this house? What? Like you just, you just walked in here? <laughs> like it's like, he's just like, he just, he had this like idea he's discovered of her. Color. Yeah. And the <laughs> best thing is like, just uh, what if your husband walked in on you cleaning the bathroom and was like, are you cleaning what are you, what are you doing? Get off the floor. What are you, are you crazy? Just get up. Can you imagine? Yeah. I just, no. But anyway. No. <laughs> um, but okay. Cressley Cole. Oh if you haven't, I would start with the Game Maker series just because like. Yes. The first it, book is called The Professional. The second book is called The Master. The third one's The Player. There is a trilogy. They're all out. The, it, um, I cannot. I can't with how much I love them. They're Russian. They're the three Russian brothers, and each of them is a different personality type. And they had, like, a shared tragedy when they were younger. They've all kind of gone their separate ways, but they're connected by the, the like, Russian mafia. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God, just go. Just go. I mean, I, so I told everybody, like, I've never had so many replies on Instagram than when I posted a picture of the book that I was reading. When I posted that I was reading The Professional, I was like, I've never read a Cressley Cole book before. I'm so deep right now. I'm in so deep. And it, I've I, never had that many responses on Instagram. Never. Like, I probably had 100 messages about, like, this is the best no. I'm like, it's like I everyone know. who didn't tell me about it. You know this. what? Okay, so. <laughs> Including I, Tessa. So I, I actually, she's actually one of the only authors I've ever gotten flustered me. I met her in, uh, I think it was RT Dallas, actually. You were there. (laughs) Yeah. Burn again. She's like, burn again, Tessa Bailey. Burn again. (laughs) Just like very kind and um, just like her disposition is like very, um, I don't know how to describe her, like a fun lady, but also like really smart and. She's like a little pixie. She's, I mean, she's just, the, yeah, yeah. She's the epitome of everything I would like mm-hmm. to be. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things too. Like I had heard of her name before, but I just never, I never had anything to associate with her. Like it was just like you telling me, like, uh, oh, that's that's a Danielle Steele book, and I'm like, oh, she writes romance. Okay, 
Like, it just, you know what I mean? Like, it just never clicked that, oh, no, these books are exactly All right, this is what, what you're, you're going to do. Love. You're going like, to finish this series, the Game Maker series. You're going to head back. You're going to do the Highlander series. Just mm-hmm. get it out of the way. Go said, back to your historical trilogy. You said trilogy Highlander's next. Because you then next. you're going to embark on Immortals After Dark. Uh-huh. Starting with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me and just there's talk- like 20 books in that or something, right? Okay, I think I don't know if I got the first all book in the Immortals After Dark series. I have to go back. A hunger I'm, like no other. I'm ninety nine percent sure. He is chained up. The hero in we open with this. This is chapter one. He's chained up in like the pits of hell, okay. literally in the pits of hell. He senses. He smells his mate uh-huh. up on Earth. He scents her, and he 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 fucking chews his arm off to get to her. Yeah, he comes after her, running after her with half an arm. Holy shit. In the streets. If you don't read the series, I'm actually going to go back and read it all right. I I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know what I've been doing. Like, I just, I mean, I, I just, I went in, I like just sort of tiptoed in the first chapter of The Professional. I was like, oh, I'm in this. I'm in this hard. And I text Eagle and I was like, do you think, like, who is another author that you would describe that writes, you know, stories that are similar to Cressley Cole? And she's like, I just can't. Maya Banks? You, yeah. You think Maya Banks is close? Eagle was like, well, I can't really think of anybody. I was like, I'm upset you didn't say Alexa Riley. So, <laughs> I'm like, let's just start there. <laughs> I'm upset you didn't say me. I was, but okay. I'm a little upset. She didn't say me either. But, okay. No, I know, it right? Good. It's okay. Know, there it's really okay. is nobody. She's, she's in like, there's no myself. one. There's I, no she's one. She's my favorite. She's top five. <laughs> Maybe top yeah, three. Yeah, she, yeah. Easily. But I will say, that's what I, for those people who, who have not, who are like me, who have never read it, if you've just gotten into romance in the past couple of years, apparently she hasn't released a book in a while. So you might not even know about her or her backlog. I mean, I didn't. So for those of you who haven't, she is very much like, it's, it's totally safe. No There's cheating, never cheating. At least in the books I've read. Like the, they're, there's obsessed heroes like it's very like an Alexa Riley style where there's no question like the heroes in this yes, at know, all times the heroes and there's pursuit, never any question that he's like which 100% is just the best dedicated yes. to the heroine like it's so safe and so it feels so nice yeah God, I can't get over yeah. it even if they're angry yeah yeah even if they're pissed off about it so and or even yeah. if they're saying they're not <laughs> they are <laughs> Is anybody else reading anything while we're on the subject of reading? I, I did read that. I have I have love lettering and audio, but it's it's one of those like it's definitely like a slow burn. It's one I listen to when I'm doing stuff. So, and, but that was the only other I've one read, I've been reading besides the Crasley Coles. I'm no, just go ahead, Mel. No. I have read like I, I read six I books this oh, week, sorry. so I'll talk about them on Friday. I um. read. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why I put this offer. So oh yeah. Long, um, the Right Wrong Man by Aurora Rose Reynolds. Oh, yes. That just came out, right? I don't, it came out a while ago, usually, because I've read every single book she's written. So I don't know why I had that one. Probably a good month or two, but it's not super long. Like It's probably a third shorter than a lot of her other books. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. So I was looking for something to read before bed. Yeah. So it took me, it was a little bit longer than one of our books. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, a little bit longer. To like but 200 pages. I've been yeah, it was, I missed, it was a flashback to, like, the old, hardcore alpha. Ooh. Like, the, where she's like, get out of here, I'm never seeing you again. He's like, you are. 
<laughs> I like that. <laughs> that over like tracking her, and I wish I could tell one part, but just like I don't. It's know. okay. Just this is going to be a spoiler, so if you don't want to spoil, but it doesn't ruin the book. Fast forward. It's just something he does. It's funny. Okay, give it to so me. So he like he's around the world, and they're fighting on the phone, and she's she's got to go see her ex or something to get her stuff. And he's like, you're not going or whatever. And they're fighting. She's like, you shouldn't even know about this. And hangs up on him. She's like, you can't do anything. Click. This motherfucker who's never met her brother or whatever. So she goes to meet this thing. Somebody shows up towering over the table. At first she thinks it's him. She's like, how is that possible? And she looks up and it's her brother. He called her brother that he didn't know and told on her. Because her family didn't like the act. He snitched on her. I love it. And got her brother to show up at this day. Oh, my and God. And then she's like, can you, can you call James? And he's like, I kind of like you. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm leaving. <laughs> I love Aurora. She's so over the top like that. I love when she does that shit. That's the best to me. When she just goes crazy. She lets she, her had, alphas go yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun read. It got me. Actually, I haven't read in a few weeks. And so I've read that. And now I've read a bunch more books. Oh, that's good. It got it got the ball rolling for me. Please again. come with me on my Highlander journey with with Crasley Cole. Come with me on it. I've I've read them all. I know. Let's do it again. Okay. I will mm-hmm. talk about all, all the right, books Tessa. What do you got? Uh, but I I'm gonna play because I'm I'm gonna play uh, the first half of the okay. book I brought you this week, which is it's called Stripped Bear. I wrote yeah I wrote this originally for my for just oh, for like yeah. my this is probably three or four years ago, but it's a Sunday school teacher and a male stripper. Yeah. It gets really weird, That's right. weird and dark. And <laughs> it's not my usual thing. It's, but it's uh safe and weird. it's, it's hot and romantic and you guys are going to like it. So here's the first half of stripped bear by Tessa Bailey. And on the other side, we'll tell you like what you can go get and what's going on with me. All right. Enjoy. Bye. Sounds good. Let's do it. Bye. Bye. This is Stripped Bear by Tessa Bailey, read for you by Karen White. One. Okay, you might have overdone it last night. It was your friend's bachelorette party, and after a stressful work week and an equally difficult Saturday, the apple martinis were going down pretty easy. Surely, without the aid of vodka, you wouldn't have allowed your friends to drag you into a male strip club. But you remember all too clearly the gorgeous, chiseled man, illuminated by red stage lights, prowling toward you. Remember his whispered words in your hair? You shouldn't be here, the stripper had said, almost angrily. By that time, your friends had been lost to the excitement of the show, so you couldn't express to them your outrage when this man, this delicious jerk of a man, threw on a t-shirt and hustled you out of the club, proceeding to hail you a cab. Come with me, you recall whispering now, your face burning, every part of you burning, but God... His hand on your elbow was enough to make your knees weak, and you just wanted to be touched. You'd never seen anything like him, never seen a body move so rhythmically while still looking like it could break you in two. 
It would just be this one time. Now, in stunned disbelief over your impulsive behavior, you slide out of the messed up bed, trying not to remember the sounds of your own pleasured screams, trying to ignore the nail marks on his exposed buttocks. It's an impossible feat, but you're late, so late. Hey, his masculine timbre cuts through your jumbled thoughts as he pushes up on the pillows. Are you trying to find out what happens if I have to get out of this bed and drag you back beneath me? Here's a hint. We might finally succeed in breaking my bed frame. His eyebrow lifts, and I doubt you'll have any voice left to teach Sunday school this morning. Had you told him that? Oh, God. I only have an hour before it starts. I'm get in here. He stabs the mattress with his finger. You can be a good church girl later. Right now, you're on my time. Two. What do you wear? His mouth traces your earlobe as he presses you down onto the mattress where you've spent the night on your back, your stomach, your knees. When you teach Sunday school, dresses, skirts. His hands push your knees wide, and with a cruel tweak of his hips, the kind he'd executed on stage, he sinks into your sex with a strangled sound. Dresses, usually, you gasp. Yeah. He's not in the mood to be gentle, it seems. His wicked thrusts packed with power, possibly frustration, but you don't know why. You think there's a dress in existence that can hide this body? All of it. He growls, palming one of your breasts, dips and peaks. Your back bows, hands fisting in the sheets. Yes, I, I don't know. No, he corrects you. The pace of his drives, growing, punishing, and frantic. I knew two things when I saw you last night. You didn't belong within a mile of that club, and I didn't belong within a mile of you. Not dancing, not looking. Here I am, though, huh? Because you asked for it. You just had to ask for it, or I would have stayed away. He pins your arms over your head, sliding so deep your eyes roll back, inner thighs tightening. How am I going to let you walk out the door now? Don't make me. Please. What are you asking for? You have no idea. Release? More? To be free of the connection you can feel expanding? Do you want to be free of it? Please. I... Sunday school. I know. Eyes blazing, he presses deep, hitting some deep pleasure button that makes you shake head to toe. Say hallelujah, baby. Three. Your high heels wobble on the wet sidewalk, the box of art supplies heavy in your arms. Wind funnels down the empty street beside the church, blowing your hair around your face in a tangled cloud. 
An umbrella would have been smart, but you need the sting of raindrops on your face, your neck. They're making you feel alive. You haven't felt alive in a week, not since him. Rain coasts down your lips, the fabric of your dress growing sodden, clinging to your skin, arms beginning to shake under the box's weight. It really only takes an extra strong gust of wind to push you back, to rip the contents of the box into the air, papers flying around you, down the sidewalk in a tornado of color. And you just stop. You stop and drop the box. Going after the lost supplies is too much effort. Everything is too much. Your feet are swept out from under you, but not by the storm. It's him. He's carrying you, striding through the downpour toward an SUV across the street. And he's very unhappy. You're trying to give me a goddamn heart attack. He curses, juggling your weight so he can pull open the SUV's back door. You think I could keep my distance when you look like the world is ending? When you're needing me like this? The vehicle's blasting heat wraps around you, but the shivers don't totally subside. I'm getting your seat wet, you say in a daze, still in shock over his appearance. Fuck the seat. He climbs in beside you and slams the door, muting the sound of thunder. There's a brief moment of breathless silence, his gaze blazing over you with wicked intensity, before he removes his jacket, nodding at your soaked dress. Get it off. You're going to catch pneumonia. I, you give yourself a mental shake. What are you doing here? He lunges across the seat, taking hold of your dress at the neck, and he tears it down the center with a deafening rip. It's only been a week. Did you already forget how quickly I like my instructions being followed? Amazing how you go from freezing to fevered in mere seconds, especially when his attention drops to the damp triangle of your panties, the wet peaks of your breasts. I didn't forget. Behind him, in the window, you can see the church, the structure blurred by raindrops. But it was only supposed to be one night. With hasty movements, he frees the torn dress from around your body, easing you forward to drape his jacket over your shoulders. Yeah, well, here we are, in the light of day. That's a pretty good indication I don't give a damn what it was supposed to be. You missed his bluntness. No one in your life speaks like him, telling it like it is. You want, you need to follow suit, to uncork the truth you've been housing. I was jealous all week, thinking of you dancing for women. It's unbearable. You swallow hard. I can't live like this way. This, you and me, it can't go on. I'll go insane. He stills. It's just a job. And if I stripped for men, would that just be a job? 
You're flat on your back on the seat before you can blink. He's looming above you, his jaw so tight, it's a wonder it doesn't creak. The only face I've ever seen from that stage is yours. Your thighs are shoved apart by impatient hips, and he delivers a bruising thrust, forcing you to trap a scream. Come home with me now, and I'll dance only for you. You're damning yourself, you know it. But just like walking in the rain and praying for the sting, you're being ruled by your body and its budding need for indescribable pleasure with hints of pain, desperation, needs he's instilled and left to boil for seven long days. No choice, with his body pressing you down, promising relief, there's no choice. Take me home. Four. You've only been to his apartment once, but you remember everything. The crisp smell of aftershave, the orderliness of his possessions, the way his bedroom sucks you toward it like a gravitational pull. It's happening now, that breathless walk to the dark room, but an arm wraps around your waist, holding you back. Said I was going to dance for you. He removes the oversized jacket he loaned you in the SUV, leaving you in nothing but sodden panties, his open mouth feasting on your bare shoulder, his lap conforming to your backside. I'm a man who follows through. His lips invade your damp hair. The incredible sensation of warm breath and rasping stubble, sending your head falling sideways. I don't need you to do that. Yes, you do. He doesn't handle you sweetly, taking you by the forearm and guiding you to the dining room. But there's no aggression in his touch, only possession, determination. You're placed in a wooden chair facing him, and time, it begins to move like molasses. Breathing is difficult because his sexual draw increases, thickening the air. Going to love watching your body react to me when there's no clothes to hide you. His groan is husky, dangerous. I haven't even gotten my belt off and the insides of your knees are white from pressing together. You force your muscles to relax, but it's short-lived. Because you're back in that sweaty state of longing you remember so well from the strip club. He doesn't bother working his shirt off slowly, but casts it aside like the garment is inconsequential. When it's not, it's so not because his, that's right, I worked for them abs, ripple in slow motion, in time with hips that move like swelling waves, waves that break with a harsh snap when you least expect it, bam. Formidable arms, webbed in tattoos, grip the back of your chair as he closes in, giving you no other place to look but the thick outline of flesh pushing behind his fly. Removing one hand from the chair, 
He unfastens his belt, opens his jeans, and shoves them to the floor in one practiced motion that elevates your heat level through the ceiling. As soon as he kicks the garment aside, his stomach is back to flexing with each hip swivel, his thigh muscles shifting with every subtle thrust designed to entice. And enticing is an understatement, because you can feel every hip pump as if he's inside you, driving deep, claiming you. His mouth drops to your forehead, muffling his hypnotic voice. When you were walking into Sunday school this morning in your innocent church dress, did you think you'd be back in my apartment with your tits out before the second service started? You hate how much his taunt affects your body, but oh, sweet heaven, it does. Your eyelids flutter down to half-mast, your bared nipples peeking like beggars, praying he'll stoop down to give them warmth and suction. No, I didn't think I would see you again, but I couldn't help hoping I would. You close your eyes completely with that confession, shocked at yourself for being so revealing to this man who already sees too much. But his fingers find your chin, tipping your face up, compelling your lids to lift. And if it's possible, he's even more breathtaking when it's just his naked vulnerability you're looking at. This was the worst week of my life, not knowing where you were. Visibly, he clamps down on whatever drove him to make the confession, his jaw tightening, features retreating back to a mask of seduction. You know. He stops to clear the rust from his throat. The no-touching rule doesn't apply here, to us, ever. That permission gets your fingers tingling, along with the sensitive flesh being shielded by your panties. His sex is enthralling, wide and hungry, the head almost pushing clear of his underwear's waistband, touching it. Bringing it to your mouth is your baser instinct. But you find your hand lying over his pounding heart instead, looking him right in the eye instead of his astonishing body. His movements cease, but on the flip side, his measured breaths turn staggered. That vulnerability is back, more powerful than any dance but not as strong as his will to subdue it. He takes your hand, sliding it down his brick house body, securing your touch over his swollen manhood. I've never gotten hard dancing for anyone before. You understand? It's you, just you. He wets his lips. I can see the battle of good and evil going on inside that head can see how hard you're trying to stay good. Replacing both hands on either side of you, he uses a leg to push your thighs apart, leaving nothing but soaked silk to guard your secrets. Then he dips down low, sliding back up your almost completely naked body, his chest 
abs and bulging groin, making contact with every inch of your exposed skin. But evil is winning, isn't it, baby? Another taunt after giving him a glimpse of what lies on the other side of his incredible exterior. It shoots an arrow of pain to your middle. This is a mistake. You're in over your head. He's too closed off, and you're going to get hurt badly. With that warning ringing in your head, you lunge to your feet and attempt to break past him. But again, that arm catches you around the waist. With a frustrated growl, he kicks the chair out of the way, crashing it against the wall. Before you can form a protest, you're face down over the kitchen table, panties in tatters around your ankles. When he leans down over you, hard male flesh pressing you into the wood surface, you can't help the unruly moan that sails from your mouth. You feel his breath in your ear, but it takes him a moment to speak. I have good too. There's good in me too. He slides his smooth erection against your entrance. You're going to let me show you, baby, right after I fuck you straight through the second Sunday service. It wasn't a question, but he seems to be waiting for your agreement. Dropping your cheek onto the table, you nod, giving it to him. Your screams tear the morning in half a moment later. Five. I should take you out, feed you. His tongue glides down between your breasts, leaving a damp trail. He has left trails all over your body over the last hour. You've lost count of how many times he's ridden you, how many times you've ridden him, those massive hands on your backside, guiding, urging, commanding. But now, he's just tasting you, everywhere. The arches of your feet have known his tongue, the backs of your knees, your nipples. You can hear your labored breathing, and don't attempt to control it. He wants you panting. You get rewarded in mind-blowing ways for giving him what he wants. It's the simplest give and take imaginable, because it requires no thought, only feeling, unless you allow it. You should. You will. Later. You gasp when he bites the inside of your thigh, then soothes the spot with a lick. Where would we go? Strong hands climb roughly up the outsides of your legs, gripping your hips, his dark eyes traveling up the length of your body to meet yours. Somewhere that wouldn't require a table between us. We've never been together longer than an hour without me breaking you off. And I'm not ready to quit this pussy cold turkey. A lingering kiss just to the right of your core. If we went out, it would need to be somewhere I could pull you up against me, feel that soft on my heart. And I'd be hard, baby, the whole time, 
just aching to get you home and fuck you. His breath fans you there, there, curling your fingers into the sheets. In that case, maybe we should just eat here. After a deep laugh, he shakes his head. No, we're not hiding in here, not giving you an excuse to not take me seriously. As if he's on stage, he slides up your body in a sensual roll of muscle, bracing his forearms on either side of your face. His intensity is so potent and naked. You close your eyes, earning a displeased male growl. You don't avoid eye contact when we're making each other come, but as soon as it's over, he takes hold of your jaw, applying pressure until you have no choice but to look at him. What's it going to take to earn your eyes and your time outside of this bed? His jaw grows rigid. Hell, right now I'd settle for knowing your name. You want to tell him? There's a hole in your stomach that continues to widen. The longer this arrangement remains anonymous, when it feels like you've always known him. But you hold back, because you know, with this relentless man, it'll be the point of no return. And nothing can come of this, least of all a relationship. If he only knew how much pressure you were under to keep your family name pristine, above reproach. Did you work last night? Don't do that. His expression darkens. I don't want to go behind your back, but I'm not letting you disappear on me again. And I don't think you want me walking into that church, asking about the woman I can't seem to fucking breathe without. He appears to be debating something. Although, it wouldn't be a stretch for an ex-detective, would it? Six. Apart from the fateful bachelorette party that landed you in the strip club, you don't go out very often, and never to bars. This man, this ex-detective you've become consumed with, his intuition about your identity must be blaring alongside your shock about what he's revealed because he brings you past the edge of town, allaying your concerns of being spotted, all without saying a word. The bar is crowded and dark, but the hum of conversation is low, as if everyone within the four walls is trading confidences. He finds an empty spot at the bar, albeit a small one, and positions you against the solid wood angling his body like a cop, giving himself a clear view of the door. You can see his past profession now in the way he moves, eyes shifting, taking every customer's measure in seconds, commanding the bartender's attention with a tight nod, even while a dozen patrons signal for drinks. You don't hear what he orders, you're too busy worrying about the oncoming discussion that could change everything. 
but when he presses a glass of whiskey to your lips, the burn is welcome. Look around, he says. Men and women meeting for the first time, knowing their acquaintance won't go past a single hookup. And yet they know each other's names already. Don't tell me there's not something wrong about that. He takes a healthy sip of his drink, growling as it goes down. I want you every night, every fucking night. So you're going to tell me your name now. The temptation to hear your name carried on his smoky voice is too much. You need to hear it. And he'll find out anyway. That much is obvious now, so you only hesitate a breath. Penelope. His eyes crinkle at the edges, his lips moving as he tests out the syllables. The drink thunks down on the bar behind you, and then he's close, gruff breaths being delivered in your hair. Push your soft up against my heart and say it again. The regular, everyday Sunday school teacher is scandalized by public intimacy. But when you're with him, it's acceptable. Every secret you've ever kept belongs to him. More than that, they're celebrated, matched. You lift up on your toes, wrapping both arms around his neck, gasping as he tugs your bottom close locking you against his arousal. Penelope, you murmur. With the utterance of a single word, his erection shifts up, up between your pressed bellies. He groans, your knees liquefy. You suck my cock with a name like that. Your heartbeat thunders in your ears, dampness gathering between your legs. Tell me yours. With his gaze trained on yours, he reaches for the drink, holding it to your mouth again, tipping until the glass is drained, fire swimming in your stomach. I'm going to tell you, but don't you dare repeat it until we're alone. Do you understand me? We came here to talk to figure out how to eliminate the obstacles keeping me from calling you mine. He licks across the seam of your lips. But you say my name in this bar, I'll lift your leg around my waist and fuck you so slow, no one will be the wiser. Not until you get to moaning, and we both know you will. So you better save my name for later, Penelope. The room swells around you, a combination of whiskey and man. Colors and sounds are heightened, but you're safe, even in your need. You feel safe with Royce. You've been coming for a man named Royce. His eyelids drop to half-mast. A man named Royce has been coming for you, coming so hard. You don't expect it, but with the revealing of his name, the entire situation becomes all too real. Reality has no place in this bar. This bar, so far from the church, it could be a different planet. But suddenly, 
The steeple is all you see, and it's tilting, preparing to fall and crush you both. Penelope Jessup, you whisper, and feel Royce stiffen. Jessup. A beat passes. Two, three, four. You're the televangelist's daughter, aren't you? I bet that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> okay, so this is not going to be available anywhere else, but I might send it. Maybe we'll send it out in like a Reby Romance newsletter or something, like a free, a oh, free that's a good idea. or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll play the second half of Strip Bear on Friday. But in the meantime, if you want anything from me, Re- uh, Reborn Yesterday is available in audio, which is the first one in a paranormal series. Oh, it's the, the audio is amazing. Thanks. I was so excited I waited on it. (laughs) I was like, yep, this is the one. (laughs) There's a box set, the Beach Kingdom box set uh, bundle. It's three books for $2.99, three full-length books for $2.99. You can get it. It's it's available on all platforms. And you can pre-order. Let me ask ask you real quick. I've had every person that I've given Reborn Yesterday to wants to know when the next book is. So you've written it, right? It's June 22nd. It'll come out. Oh, shit. That's so soon. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's done. Eagle has it and copy edits right now. Mm -hmm. I just want to give people time to read it and review it first before I I put it out. Mm -hmm. But the cover reveal is like June 12th or something, and then it comes out June 22nd. So it's close. That's awesome. Okay. And then uh, you, so that's uh, this time tomorrow, that'll be out in June. Mm-hmm. Pre-order will be up soon, probably. And then mm-hmm. um, you can pre-order Tools of Engagement, which is the last book in the Hot and Hammered series, if you are. When does that come out? September. Oh, shit. That's sooner, too. I thought I thought it was going to be next year. No, nope, September. And then uh, that's it. Like, that's the end of that series. And then I don't start anyone. Oh, yay. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. All right. Do you have anything on sale this week? Nope. <laughs> do you know what your giveaway is i'm giving away a kindle fire go to oh, okay. uh, readmeromance.com and enter, enter to win okay great leah tell them what to do fuck your day up make today your bitch don't be a dick bye, bye. read me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance